Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Good morning, Jason. Doing great. It's just wonderful to be alive after an election takes place. And it doesn't really matter whether you won or lost. It's it's just re- a nice feeling when it's over. <laughs> you know, Break from the ads. Sort of like running a marathon, and then when it's over, it's like, thank the Lord you got through it. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's um, it's so nice, you know, that we're past all those darn negative advertisements that and all of the misleading garbage that we've had to put up with for the – seems like forever uh, it does. you know and of course we only have you know an, another year to go before we get it again because you know north carolina is what uh, a lot of political strategists say we're a, a battleground state so guess what all the big wigs are going to put a bunch of money now you guys the radio stations and the tv stations uh, we'll make a ton of money on it. <laughs> uh, so that's good for you. But the, for those of us who have to put up with it, uh, golly day, it's just it, we have to suffer through the whole season. But the good news is when it's over, it's over. And, uh, you know, that's we have to respect the results, whether we win or lose. That's part of the American way is to say, OK, you won. I respect that. And uh, majority rules in this country. And that's, that's right. Um, you know, it's 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 too bad that we don't have a hundred percent participation in elections, but we did have a heavier turnout this this year than normal, which is a, a positive thing. But uh, you know, one of the things that really gets to me is that. The great majority, with rare exceptions, the people who put themselves out there, who are running, whether they're Republican, Democrat, or Martian, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they, they're for the most part, they are very good people. Um, you know, they're not evil like the opponents would have you believe to say. They're people who are, uh, at least, they uh, uh, are interested. In public service and the public good, and I mean, just think: Would you put yourself out there to uh, to be slimeballed by <laughs> by your opponent? I mean, that's it. I mean, talk about thick skin that it takes today to even put yourself out for any kind of elected office. It's tough, um, uh, you know. I, I don't. And, of course, the other piece to it is it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of the elections today, uh, it, it, you know, when they're, they're counting polling, you know, what do they count? They're often, oftentimes they're just looking at how much money have they raised. That determines how, whether they're a good candidate or a bad candidate because other people are giving them money. And that's a sad state of affairs, too, so if you think about it. So... But, you know, I, I always, um, uh, from, from my perspective, I've, I've never particularly appreciated people who vote based on one issue. You know, because from my perspective, it's about who's going to represent your interests. Now, we have divergent 
interests uh, everywhere. But your interests are a little different from mine and everybody else out there. We're all individuals. We all have separate types of issues that affect us. And, you know, some candidates will represent our best interests better than others if you look at the whole picture. But one <laughs> one funny way to sort of look at it is if it, um, if you were a candidate and running for office, would your spouse vote for you? <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, do you and your spouse agree on everything? No. If you're honest, no. the yeah. answer is heck no. <laughs> you, you know, does it, has your spouse ever called you an idiot or made you feel like an idiot? On occasion. Uh, of course. I mean, that's what marriage is all about, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm getting – I mean, I'm serious about the, the question. It's the kind of thing is now that you know your spouse like you know them, would you marry them again? Uh, and hopefully the answer is yes, even though uh, you don't agree on everything. Uh, you know, so, you know, from my perspective, that's a good way to look at politics because you hope that your spouse is always going to look after your best interest, even if you don't agree with them on everything about how you do it uh, or, you know, about the, the issues out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So – from my perspective, that's a pretty good way to look at things politically. It's it's not whether – because no, there's no candidate out there that's going to be to, – to agree with you on everything. The only way to have a candidate like that is for you to run for office. Right. And then hopefully you agree with yourself on everything. <laughs> but <laughs> once you get past that – then even if your spouse is running for office, you don't agree on everything. So it really comes down to will that person represent you, for the most part, uh, in agreement with what your thinking is, what your needs are, and act in accordance with your best interests. So that's a pretty good way to look at things. But anyway, the good news is it's over for now, you know, and hopefully we won't have to deal with any of this misleading garbage uh, or all of these horrible advertisements for at least another year. <laughs> yes, we, we <laughs> And then can, we'll be back at it again. We can all be thankful for that. Bill, I know we've got uh, plenty of topics that we want to get in on today's show, and uh, I know we want to talk about uh, the dark web, Medicare, and we've got some seminars going on, but let's go ahead and take a break now so that we can dedicate a, a full segment to some of those topics. So sure. stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about Bill online at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're going to talk about a topic that uh, sounds extremely ominous, but, uh, and a lot of people I think have heard of this topic, but maybe don't quite understand what it is, and that's the dark web. Well, that's – I mean, truthfully, that was true for me as well. I mean, I'd heard about it and it was like, well, what is it? Why is it important to me? 
Um, and, and the web uh, is, uh, I mean, the World Wide Web, if you get right down to it, is something that is extremely important to all of us uh, and certainly any one of us that y- uses a computer. Um, and, and truthfully, for the most part, it's used for very, very good purposes. But the bottom line is we all have heard about data breaches and and you know why do people do that? Well, of course, these are bad people. These are scammers. These are criminals. These are fraud uh, uh, people who want to use that information against you to use your credit uh, and the like. And and so it's sort of like, well, how does it work? Because the truth is, is that the web. Uh, is used for many, many good things. Just think of of those, uh, how many good things that we use the web for. But it can also be used for very, very bad things. And even the dark web is used for good purposes. It's it's both good and bad, just like people are for the most part. <laughs> so, uh, but those who really know about it, uh, they talk about the web like it's an ocean. And so you have the surface web, and that's the web that all of us know about and and use, utilize. Um, and so it's important uh, because actually the surface web, as much as it's used, is not where most of the web is actually um, percentaged used. It's really interesting when you think about that. But for instance, if you do a, a Google search or a Yahoo search or see a web, most web pages, um, uh, that's on the surface web. It's easy to get to. If you use a search engine, you'll, it'll be found. And so that's surface web. It, it's intended to be seen uh, and looked at. That's where your advertisements are. Uh, that's where all that stuff is. Um, and But that's just a small part of the use of the web, uh, and and then you have an area of this web ocean, if you will, that's um, called the deep web, not the dark web, but the deep web. Um, you know where there's some light, but it's diffused. It's it's um, uh, hard to see, but you can still see. Um, so that's one where you need a password. Uh, to see, uh, and it's not going to be found by a, a popular web search, you know, like a Google search. In other words, if, if the site is on the deep web, you're not going to get to it. Um, and so what would that be? That would be things like online banking, you know, very important uh, for us. Uh, it would be like subscription websites uh, where you subscribe to it and you have to pay for it. Um, government records would be found in the deep web. Uh, uh, most of your emails and even most of your social media content is actually not on the surface web. It's on the deep web because you have to have a password to, to get to it. Um, and then you have the dark web. You know, da 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 da. It's um, the dark web is where there is no light, but there's still good purposes um, for that. Now, I need to go back and say most of the use of the web is actually in the deep web. That's 
not the surface web. It's, it's most of us end up getting to the deep web through passwords that we use and things like that. Um, and, and the thing about it is the dark web is just a small percentage uh, of, of use, uh, and it's used for good purposes and nefarious purposes. And so uh, the dark web actually provides anonymity to the user, uh, and that's good or can be good and bad. So, you know, so when you see uh, movies like Mission Impossible or you know other uh, techie uh, movies that we enjoy, and it talks about uh, well, we can't find where that uh, email or whatever came from because it's bouncing around the world twenty times, and we have no clue where the person actually is. Uh, or who that person is. Well, that's dark web use because that's the way the dark web works. It It's slower than the normal web because it bounces around to different servers around the world, uh, and it does, in fact, provide anonymity. And it's very, very difficult. I'm not going to say impossible, but very, very difficult to track where those things come from. Uh, so, uh, what uh, would be some of the good uses for the dark web? Well, I mean, that's where things like the NSA, the National Security Agency, and all the other intelligence services dwell, if you will. And th- those are legal for the most part, except when the government does things they're not supposed to, uh, which we all know that they do. Um, uh, it, it might be communication outlets for – um, human rights advocates around the world where they it's important for them not to be found. And obviously it would be true for spies as well, uh, <laughs> you know, because they don't want the, uh, anybody uh, being able to, to know where the traffic is coming from and, and things like that. But as you might suspect, it's also where the quim- criminals dwell, and that's where they buy and sell information to each other um, and it's um, that that's where they dwell because it's very very difficult to uh, figure out who they are or where they are uh, and the like and that's the whole purpose behind uh, that so the dark web was developed for good purposes but it, you know people are pretty ingenious in terms of how to turn good things into bad things and so when you hear about criminals uh, who have obtained your personal data, this is where it gets sold. And uh, quite frankly, this is one of the reasons why seniors particularly, but everyone, has to worry about how the dark web is used and how their personal data uh, can be found and utilized um, I, I mean, I, I, I would tell you this, Jason. Uh, I, I could. Uh, uh, I'm not a gambler, but I would tell you it would not would not be a gambler that I could go on the dark web and find out your social security number for about three dollars. Um, and, and and mine's there too, along with other personal information. Um, and typically, and and what's really sad is I could buy your credit card information for even less money. Now, 
the truth is, so the question is not whether the information is available to criminals, but how, can they use it effectively against you? Have they set up uh, – you know, have they um, – and, and so the bottom line is it's out there. People um, – can figure out how to use the dark web and uh, to use it effectively and buy and sell uh, your personal information. So uh, there, there's a huge marketplace. And for those seniors, you know, you have to understand that seniors are the most likely victims of the dark web. Why? Well, it's because as a lot of seniors don't check their account statements very often. A lot of seniors don't even use a computer that much, but the information is still available. And um, they also, that's where the money is. The great, the greatest amount of money in this country is uh, with seniors. They have saved all their lives, and that's where the money is. So where the money is is where the criminals are. And also, seniors tend to as we get older, our bodies don't function as well. Uh, we Our minds don't work as fast, particularly when we get into our late 70s and early 80s. Uh, oftentimes, our hearing is not as good. Our eyesight's not as good. You know, we have a lot of issues. And so um, the, the bottom line is we're more susceptible to scams. And do you know how many times – if a person is scammed once, do you, do you know how – Likely it is that a senior will be scammed again. I don't. Well, actually, the average is that a, a senior who was scammed once will be scammed 10 times. Oh, my goodness. And it's because the scams are so sophisticated and uh, believable. I mean, the first scam is always it's too good to be true. But after the first scam, they become more believable as you go through through and it's hard to to um, really um, get through uh, that mist to figure out that it's actually another scam and and so this is all emanating from guess where dark web uh, and they can also find out where you live how much your house is worth where they have a mortgage um, you know uh, sometimes even how much is in your bank account or how much is likely in your bank account so there's all of this information so i know we have to take a break when we come back uh i want to at least tell folks how to protect yourself a little bit because it's impossible to completely protect yourself but some things that can help um as it relates to the dark web That will be some advice that you want to hear, so stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander talking about the dark web. Bill, you just uh, you scared us a little bit uh, with that explanation, but I thought it was a very good one. You explained it very well. Well, I hope so because it's really important to folks. And, you know, for all of those folks who think, oh, I don't have a computer, do you have a phone? Uh, you, you know, the, the – so many folks have dropped their landline telephones now. 
Uh, and guess what? We have a cell phone. So if you have uh, anything other than a flip phone, of course, <laughs> and there's still a lot of seniors with flip phones that are really not what we call smartphones. But the majority of folks uh, do have what's called a smartphone, and guess what that is? It's a computer. And so if you have a smartphone, you have a computer, and guess what? All Again, all of that stuff is susceptible. I mean, you know, the, uh, uh, the folks who are uh, really mature about computing, they even take a piece of tape and, and cover their um, camera in their telephones and on their computers. Why? Because they know that hackers can – can not only get to their computer, but they can basically watch them over their own camera in their computer or their phone. And that's pretty scary, too, uh, that people are sophisticated enough to do that. But this is, I mean, criminals are pretty darn smart. Um, Now, so what do you do to protect yourself from these, uh, from the dark web? Uh, well, the the number one thing that you can do, which is the most important thing to do, is to freeze your credit. So how do you do that? You call up the credit bureaus, and there are three, uh, and you call them up, and you basically say, freeze my credit. And, uh, the, and you have to do it and give them – uh, you know, passwords and other information that it's highly unlikely that somebody could unfreeze your, your credit. And so what does that do? Does that cut off your credit cards that you already have? Or does it affect your mortgage that you might have or an equity line or any other kind of loan you have? No, it has no effect on the credit you already have. Um, what it does is it prevents you or anyone else, and it's the anyone else that's real important, from establishing a new line of credit. Um, uh, and so that – now, let's say that you're a young person. You're 40 years old and you've got uh, a couple credit cards and you have a mortgage. And the bottom line is, is it likely that you will need um, a additional credit in the future? Yes. I mean, just say you like one of these new credit cards and you want to open a new credit card account. Well, guess what? That requires your, your – well, but the bottom line is you can call the credit um, uh, agencies and unfreeze your credit for a very short period of time where you can actually apply for a credit card or get a mortgage or whatever and then freeze – Freeze it right back where – so you just unfreeze it temporarily. And that's really where most Americans should be right now, where we've just frozen our credit uh, scores and where no one can get to our credit. That is the number one thing that people do. There's some other simple things that most seniors don't do. And that is to change your passwords regularly. You know, those folks um, – and when when I served in the military, I had to – and we had some very sophisticated passwords. And it was a real pain to do it. But we were required to change our password every month. And, it, and we couldn't go back to an old password. It had to be a new password. Well – Truthfully, that tr- is the, one of the smartest things <laughs> that people can do. 
Another thing that we don't do very well is oftentimes we use the same password from multiple accounts. Well, duh. That way, if the criminal figures out one password, then they have access to 10 different things. And again, that's not smart. So we truthfully should use a different password for each account, which is extremely hard for us to do because most of us can't keep it straight. So another thing that folks can do is to use a password manager. And now that's a you know triple locked kind of thing because uh, it's online, uh, where you can get to you can get to your passwords uh, that way um, for each thing. Or another way you can do it is to write your passwords down in a book that's not online. Um, so that, you know, that the criminals don't have any access. I mean, if they can get to your computer and you have your passwords right on your computer, well, duh, they're going to get them. But if you have them in a secure place where they can't get them, or you can make your own computer into a vault too uh, with an extremely strong password. But again, most people don't do that, and those that can be really helpful. And then the last thing that that folks should do, and seniors are not very good at this either, is actually monitoring your bank accounts. Uh, In other words, every time there's a bank statement, you look at it. Or if you work online, to go online frequently, you know, once a week, once, uh, but no less than once a month, to see if there's any charges that look wrong. You know, you don't recall having made that charge, or it's just something that's out of place. Well, and then you have to, of course, call the bank immediately or the credit card company immediately. And oftentimes you can get that reversed if it's if it's not something that you've done. But, but obviously if you don't monitor your accounts and you just assume that it's all good, you might wake up and be surprised that all the money's out of your account. And so you have to you really that's the that's the other thing that that folks should do to protect themselves and and this is true for everyone it's not just seniors it's just that seniors are most susceptible because we're the worst at doing all of these things uh freezing the account is the most important and anybody can do that it's easy to do and people should do it uh the the other things we're less likely to do but if we've frozen our credit then Again, that cuts off most of the scams. That is certainly a big help. And taking the time and having the discipline to go back and check and change your passwords and to monitor your bank statements, as you mentioned earlier, Bill, also a big key. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander on this Saturday morning. I want to thank you so much for joining us and remind you that you can go online to WGALaw.com. That's where you can find more information about Bill, maybe schedule an appointment with him. And uh, Bill's got a wonderful website with plenty of information on there. If you have got uh, any any sort of inkling that you want to research some of these topics that we've been discussing, a uh, good chance that you can find them online at wgalaw.com. 
com. And Bill, uh, one subject that I know we uh, we tend to talk about Medicaid a lot on the show, but Medicare, this is an important time for folks who are uh, enrolled in Medicare or maybe need to be enrolled in Medicare. Exactly. And while we talk about Medicare at our seminars um, uh, to some degree, we, you know, we focus there on how Medicare has a very limited um, help to families uh, when they've uh, after they've been in the hospital and they need rehab, and there is uh, help there with Medicare. Uh, but the good news is, and most of this is due to the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, if you will. Uh, Medicare is actually getting better. Uh, there are a, a number of things uh, that is uh, about Medicare that's improving, and I'm really delighted to see that because. Medicare is something that that all seniors have or will get. <laughs> uh, there, you know, most of us uh, went on Medicare when we turned sixty-five. There are uh, a few exceptions for those uh, seniors who are still working and they have a qualified employer plan. They can they can uh, basically stay on their employer plan uh, for those folks, um, but that's fairly rare. Uh, and, and for those who can stay on an employer plan, I would encourage them to do that. Uh, for the rest of us, we're pretty much forced into Medicare, uh, whether we like it or not, and Medicare is pretty good for the most part. Um, uh, it's not the same price for everybody, which that makes me mad, but uh, the bottom line is for most of us, it's about $135 a month for our Part B coverage. Uh, and uh, for most folks, for our Part D drug coverage, it's around $30. Can be more, can be less, but $30 is about average for your, for your drug plan. But this is open enrollment season, which means that you need to be looking at your plan to see if you need to make changes. Now, there are some exceptions out there where you don't have a choice and you can just uh, forget about what we're saying this morning because it doesn't apply to you. So who are those folks? Well, for those folks who are, for instance, state employees, you only really have a choice uh, between a, a couple different plans. and um, But you can still look at them. So there is a little bit of choice. You can either go with the old traditional Blue Cross Blue Shield plan or you could go with the United Healthcare plan that the state has planned for you. Uh, and that's really your only options. Uh, so that's typically fairly easy to compare those for, for retirees from the state. Uh, in terms of state, you know, using the the state health plan, um, and the default, of course, is the United, which is a Medicare Advantage plan. It's not traditional Medicare, uh, and the Blue Cross Blue Shield is actually a Medigap plan, not an Advantage plan. Now, if uh, if folks don't understand that, then I'll try to explain it better another time, but. So what are some of the things where Medicare is actually getting better? Well, one, a big one, is the donut hole, which basically means – and this is important to seniors because there are a lot of seniors who take medication and they get to a certain level and then their their uh, uh, insurance coverage doesn't pay for it anymore. So their uh, drugs can, can be thousands of dollars a month under those circumstances. Well – this year, 2019, 
And that, you know, January 1 is when these new plans uh, basically take uh, take over. Um, th- uh, the um, uh, regular um, prescriptions, and, and not generic, regular prescriptions uh, will not have a donut hole anymore. Now, generic drugs – are, there's still a donut, donut hole for generic hole, but the but for the but it's cl- the gap has closed, so it's not as bad as 2018, even for generic drugs. But next a, a year from uh, now, 2020, generic drugs will be included, and so there will not be a donut hole for e- either. Uh, regular name brand drugs or generic drugs, but this year name brand drugs will no longer have a donut hole. So that'll be a a real advantage to seniors this year. Um, Also, uh, uh, Medicare has always had a a cap for outpatient therapy like physical therapy or speech therapy or occupational therapy. Uh, And that cap on uh, uh, outpatient therapy uh, is gone this year for 2019, permanently repealed, uh, which is a wonderful news in terms of those folks who need that, that therapy. There's better information. The government has a, a new Medicare handbook, which helps you objectively uh, compare plans uh, now, another place where you can objectively uh, compare uh, plans, which I've mentioned many times before, is on the North Carolina Department of Insurance website called SHIP. But you can also look up online the Medicare Handbook, which, again, gives you comparison between uh, Medicare Advantage plans. And it, and I can't stress how important it is for folks to compare these Advantage plans. Even if you've chose one last year, you need to look again at your drug plan and your Advantage plan or traditional Medicare to see if you're still covered the way you were covered last year because these plans change every year. Um, new Medicare in 2019 will have more um, lifestyle support. Um, you know, well, like if you're in the United plan, we have the silver sneakers, you know, those kind of things. So we can go to certain um, uh, places where we can exercise and do things that are good for us. Um, there's more in-home help under Medicare now, which is extremely helpful. And one of the cool things this year is you can choose one plan and you have three months to say, oops, we made a mistake, and then change plans again. So that's we call that a test drive, um, and that's really important information for folks to know. So there's some really uh, wonderful improvements to Medicare. You know, some are slight, some are really big, big improvements. Um, but it all depends on how you're you're doing medically. Yeah, and you do need to check your plan, as you said. Uh, it's good to know that that test drive option is available for you, but uh, you do want to check your plan even if you're sticking with the same one, as you mentioned, Bill, because they do change. So be aware of that. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us here. We really appreciate it. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, it is uh, just about that time on Wednesday the 14th. You're going to be offering more free seminars for folks to come by and get some wonderful information about long-term care. Well, it's focused on families that are worried about long-term care issues. And so this affects seniors. And oftentimes it's the children who have elderly parents that come to our seminar. Sometimes it's the uh, elderly parents, the old folks that we help. Um, my being one uh, helps me, I think. I <laughs> uh, have a lot of experience in this area. But the, the seminars are free, of course. And we don't feed anybody, but we feed you education. Uh, a lot of good information that's really helpful to folks as it relates to what assistance is out there to help families, how to protect your assets, and get that financial assistance that people need, whether it's for assisted living or for, for nursing care or home care. Uh, we cover all of the different plans that might help a family. And, of course, if folks are in crisis where they know that a person is likely to need nursing care or they're already in a nursing home, they need to come right now because anyone who's in that kind of situation, they know they can't afford it. Uh, and the sooner you uh, get the information and, and take action, the better. But the first the first effort is to come to the seminar and spend a couple hours with us where we can – tell you how these plans work and and how you can get help yes and you have three available that day and you can go online to wgalaw.com to register for free again that's wgalaw.com you can also call the office 919-256-7000 to register for free uh, again this is just a wonderful opportunity to uh, get some incredibly valuable information when it comes to long-term care and options because man uh, you kind of alluded to it bill if you're in a crisis it's uh it's very scary and it could be a financial catastrophe no question about it and that's why we do these seminars every month or almost every month because it is so important and the information isn't available to folks and and in fact most people uh, when they talk to even professionals, they get bad advice because the professionals don't know what they're talking about more often than not. So it's um, really important to get for folks to get good, accurate information, and that's what we provide. Now, let's get back to Medicare because for those, this is open enrollment period, and open enrollment has already started. It started in mid-October. It goes through December 7th, so we still have a few weeks left to uh, make the choices and uh, select the plans that are best for us. So what are some of the issues that we really need to be thinking about in terms of which plan to choose? Well, the, the number one thing for a lot of folks is do you want to keep your doctor? Uh, and that's really big because some practices, some physician practices will take original Medicare but they won't take any of the Medicare Advantage plans or some of the Advantage plans. Or there are other physician practices that will take Advantage plans, but they don't take original Medicare, traditional Medicare plans. So that's really important for you to know what your doctor takes and what your doctor doesn't take in terms of these plans or plans that might be available to you. Uh, Another biggie is do you have pre-existing conditions? 
Well, obviously, at this point, the insurance companies can't take your pre-existing condition coverage away from you. That's a really important political issue for folks to understand. But the bottom line is is that you have to be very cautious in terms of any kind of Medicare supplement plan because some plans will cover your condition and other plans will not, whether it's pre-existing or not. So that's something for you to really know. The other, another huge thing is what medications are you taking? If you're not taking any medications as a senior, you're lucky because most seniors do, in fact, take medications. And you need to know which ones you're taking, generic or name brand, and then compare your plans uh, based on that. So now you need objective advice on which plan to take, and that's not something we do in my law practice, but you can look yourself, and there are two places to look. One is medicare.gov slash find a plan, find dash a dash plan, (laughs) okay? Medicare.gov slash find a plan. Or, as I've said many times before, the North Carolina Department of Insurance, and they have a link called SHIP, S-H-I-I-P, and on the SHIP website, you have a similar objective comparison for all your Part D drug plans or the Medicare Advantage plan. So that's where you go. Another one, do you have to change pharmacies based on which plan you have? Because for some folks, the pharmacy they go to is very, very important. So just like the doctor they go to, some pharmacies will take certain plans and not take another. And it can make a huge difference in how much you pay for your prescription. So those are really, really important to know about. Now, obviously, if you can apply for and receive Medicaid, that trumps everything else. So you need to know whether you might be eligible for Medicaid. But that's a very small portion of our folks. Uh, And, of course, uh, in North Carolina, we don't have expanded Medicaid like uh, most of the country does. And that's unfortunate, at least from my uh, perspective because I do represent seniors and it does help seniors a whole lot to have the expanded Medicaid for home care primarily. And maybe we'll get it eventually, but it doesn't look like anytime soon. Um, another big thing, do you not live in Raleigh? Do you live out in the sticks? If you live in a rural area, um, some of these plans are not going to be available to you. And so you have to know what plans are available in your area because all plans are not available to everyone. It is regionally um, specific, so you have to know. Uh, Another one is do you travel a lot? Are you out of the country a lot? You know, Medicare doesn't – or at least traditional Medicare does not have coverage outside the United States. States. However, some of the Advantage plans do. And so another biggie is, do you have a second home? Do you, do you live here in Raleigh or someplace close to Raleigh most of the time, but you vacation a lot in a part- different part of the state or a different state altogether? You know, 
Uh, are you a snowbird? You live six months in Florida and six months here. You know, well, obviously, in that case, that's an important thing about your plan because you need a plan that will cover your in both locations, and so that's another big issue. So, that's not all of them, but that's a lot of those issues that you need to be thinking about when. You're comparing plans. Yeah, that's some great advice. And please do as much research as you can when making these decisions because, as Bill laid out, there's a lot of thought and planning that needs to go into it. So take your time and please do your research when it comes to picking the right plan for you. We've got to get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to remind you again that you can still register for Wednesday's seminar online at WGALaw.com. You can also call the office at 919 919- Two five six seven thousand. If you want more great tips from Bill, I encourage you to pick up his book, Money Secrets with Bill and Mike. It's available on Amazon. You can look that up, Money Secrets with Bill and Mike. Thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, we hope you'll join us again next Saturday at 11 for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.